Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today's Tuesday, June 15th. We're brought to you by Ghost Golf. Ghost Golf, they're our exciting new partner. If you've been listening, they specialize in golf accessories and clothing. They've developed a magnetic towel, which will soon become your seven iron's best friend and your greenside caddy. Ghost Golf is an innovative company when it comes to golf accessories. Just recently releasing their Any Day Golf Bag. They have anything from hats to golf tees for your needs. Check them out at ghostgolf.com. That's ghostgolf.com. Sign up today. Receive your newsletter. Be up to date on the latest releases in golf news. And always remember, play fearlessly. Boys, big week coming up. It's the U.S. Open. Yeah, Huge. man. Back to Tory fucking Pines. Let's go. Yeah. I'll remember our last the last go around at Tory Pines. I'm sure I'm sure no one does. Um I don't know. Remind me. Uh, <laughs> there might have been some guy playing on a leg. Oh uh, yeah. Just one. Just one. Just, Just one. one. The Eldrick Tiger Woods. Let's let's get started on that. Like if there's I mean is that the greatest U.S. Open ever? It's got to be, right? I mean, it's it's got. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it, it had it all, right? It had Tiger Woods. It had Rocco Mediate, the classic like guy who wins a U.S. Open. Just like I feel like U.S. Opens are always just won by. I feel like maybe some of the most kind of out out there kind of guys and just steady and figure it out for a week and that's like their only major ever um and then of course it goes into 18 extra holes the next day and then a 19th hole like it's it's insane yeah i mean and and i mean the end the end of regular play was even sick i mean that was disgusting i remember when i remember rocco was standing they they showed him like a replay of him watch it going in on film from the from the truck. And I think, if I recall correctly, I think he mouthed or said "Wow" or something like that. And I mean, he, even he said something like, "Of course he made it," or yeah, like, "That's a, of course, that's right." Yeah. Does it, does it get any more official than that? You said the word "disgusting," and watching that putt is like the most nerve wracking thing ever when they show it in like the zoomed in slow-mo view and that ball is just like bouncing like freaking on a Plinko board. Cause yeah. I mean, as amazing as Tory Pines is the, the Poa greens, you never, you never know with Poa greens really. So this is true. I mean, Poa is Poa, but uh, I'm sure they'll do their best to get, you know, do as much as they can. Yeah, what do yeah. we think of tiger? The picture came out. We saw tiger. I think he was looking pretty good. I feel like we're going to see Tiger back on the golf course. Maybe a hot take. I feel like we're going to see him sooner than we think. Dude, that's great Tiger news. Just seeing him out there. Um, I think there was a report I just saw, like, even a couple hours ago, Tory Pines or is going to put a plaque up or something for his 2008 U.S. Open victory. So maybe that's why Tiger was resurfaced 
in the public eye again today. Um, but even, yeah, if you look really hard at that, that right uh, leg, right leg. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looks, it looks to be, you know, it's still wrapped up, but it does look like maybe the swelling's gone a touchdown. So improvement is improvement. It looked like he was putting some weight on it, even with the crutches. So it, it's crazy. I mean, that guy, he's going to be playing golf again. Yeah. Well, be- before we get back to the U.S. Open, there was a bit of a crazy week last week in the Palmetto Championship. I mean, it looked like a maybe one-horse race with Chesson Hadley, then a two-horse race with Harris English and Chesson Hadley. And then it looked like DJ, who was eight shots back of the lead, like he was maybe going to go win. And then all of a sudden, everyone just kept bogeying until Garrick Higo was the one with the trophy at the end. I was watching, like, that Sunday morning, and I watched Higo, like, make a – is it Higo, Higo, Higo? Higo make a putt or something. And I was with a friend, and I was like, watch out for that guy. This guy's, like, really good. Like, he's really been tearing it up on the European tour. Right? Does, anyone, does anyone really know, like, how good he is? He won twice <laughs> on the European tour in the last, like, couple months. Well, I did some research because I was going to talk. I was going to bring up Garrett Hagel if no one else did. And I was sitting somewhere, I think I was, in a, I was in a house on the road somewhere, maybe on a you know, hotel room. I, I was on the road somewhere, and I was watching some um, coverage of a, I believe it was the Gran Canaria Lopezan Open, where I was watching a rerun of it at night, I believe. And uh, I remember watching this kid, and I was like, wow. And... Dude, in that moment, I was on 422 to 425, so April 22nd to April 25th. He shot 65, 64, 63, 63, and won. Two weeks later, uh, went on to win again at the Canary Islands Championship, shooting 66, 63, 64, 64. And then a month later, wins the uh, event last week, the PGA event. You know, 68, 69, 68, 68. The guy can fucking golf his golf, golf ball, man. He played at UNLV. Uh, I mean, if you look at his world ranking, he's number 39 in the world. He's ahead of guys like Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, Max Homa, Brian Harmon, KH Lee, who just won. You know, he's still ahead of him. It's crazy, man. Like, the names, how consistent Garrett, uh, Garrick Higo has been is fucking incredible. Yeah, the two, yeah, tournaments, the two tournaments he won, I saw the strength of field were both right around the same as the Palmetto Championship, which isn't not the greatest field, but he was beating PGA Tour caliber guys. Exactly. I mean, I, I take it as him just not being scared of success. And there's some guys like Tiger Woods that just aren't scared of success. I'm not saying he's Tiger Woods. I'm saying that he has that kind of mindset. That's the first official uh, Garrick Higgo's Tiger Woods claim, Reed. Uh, Want to no. get ahead of the story? No, no. I, I just think I just think the guy has a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, crazy win. I feel like this was one of the more shocking, like out of nowhere wins we've seen in a long time on tour. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I for one, when I said. I, I was watching him and saying, watch out for this guy. I did not think he was going to win the tournament. He was, uh, I don't know, four four or five shots 
back at the time. Um, he teed off. I don't know how how much earlier than Hadley or, um, but dude, like like Reed said, the dude just knows how to golf and play his ball, and he's gonna be yeah, watch out. It's sneaky high on the world golf ranking. Like Reed was also saying, like that's incredible that some people don't even know this guy, and he's top fifty in the world. Yeah, a bunch of these Euro guys you have who are just like consistently doing incredible over there. Then they come over these majors, and it's like, is it a shock? Not really. But, but I think, you know, I think a lot of it stems from growing up as a kid. I mean, think about it in the sense of guys here. There's some guys that don't like to go and leave, so they like to stay in Europe. You know, you know like to travel in Europe. That's what they're used to. So they finally get out and start coming to play these big tournaments and they start having success. And it's like, then they start jumping onto the map and start rolling with it. And I mean, you, you look at guys, you know, look at the the, the guys from the Asian country, all the, the good players from the Asian countries and then the South Africans and Australians, right? I mean, it's fucking everywhere. Golf is everywhere on the planet is starting to produce golfers. And it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, we could get we could get right into it for the U.S. Open this week because we're going to talk about some of these Europeans. Obviously, Tory Pines, dreaded course. Reed, you've been there. You've seen how tough it is firsthand. I don't know. What do you think of the setup this week? I've uh, I've played it for Junior Worlds. For those listening, uh, Junior Worlds is basically the U.S. Open per se of junior golf, and it's one of them. I, you know, you have the junior amateur, and but. Um, Junior Worlds is a pretty high-class junior tournament, and I only say that because they set it up pretty tough. So I've played it in pretty some pretty tough conditions and not U.S. Open stuff, obviously. But uh, that golf course, even at the Farmers Insurance Open, is fucking tough, and they grow the rough out of the U.S. Opens and get it long and gnarly. And I mean, it's – they can make it – let me put it this way. They can make that golf course play as tough as they want it to. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, such a classic U.S. Open course, too. Like, I literally, you think of a U.S. Open, you think of Torrey Pines. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, Nolan, what do you think? Who do you think's at the advantage this week? What type of player? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, U.S. Opens, like, like I was kind of saying earlier, a lot of the times they're going to have guys come out of nowhere that – you you never would have thought could have competed at that course, but but they just figure out a way. And it's I feel like a lot of one time major winners will win, first time guys will win. Um, but then of course there's a guy who's just really great at golf, and um, you know it'll it'll show you the, the best of the best will come out too. So. Yeah, what it's, do you think, Reed? Who do you who do you think? Uh, what do you think the course plays to whose advantage? You know, I think it's a lot like last year's U.S. Open at Wings Foot. In the essence of, it's going to play long, and the rough's going to be up. So, someone who is a little bit of a longer ball hitter, I wouldn't. I don't have to say he's going to be like one of the longest in the field, but I think someone who can get it out there, so they're not hitting some of these longer clubs out of this gnarly rough into the green. You know, if you're in the rough and you're still hitting 
some sort of seven iron or whatever, it's better than, you know, knocking it offline and hitting it from 190 and having to take a fucking extra club because the rough's up to your hosel on your club and or whatever, you know. And I just think fairways are going to be crucial, but if you're going to miss the fairway, which everyone's going to do it, you'd rather be closer to the green hitting less club. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly there. I feel like it's the Brendan Todd versus Bryson debate of would you rather have a guy who hits more fairways or a guy who just hits it long? And I'm sort of with you that everyone's going to miss the fairways here. No one's going to be hitting that many. You'd rather be 360 yards out in the rough than 270 yards out in the rough. So I feel like, I feel like this could eliminate. This could be one of those events where you see only like 20 guys have a chance. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Tori, Tori always plays. I mean, look at – I mean, we're talking about length, Zach, but what did Rocco Media do last time we went around? You know what I mean? I mean you have the anomaly that happens, but I'm saying if you're going to talk kind of favoritism, like someone geared for the course, probably going to be a longer ball hitter. But not, that's not to knock any of the short hitters and say they can't finish well and play well and maybe, maybe win. But it's just they got to. I mean, it's just it's a different game on that style of golf course. Yeah. Corey's got pretty big greens. I feel like, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so you can you can still hit the green if you're missing the rough um, and the pins in the right spot. You still might have plenty of room to land it on the green and keep it on the green. Um, but you know, there will be. The top five guys in driving accuracy this week will probably be in the mix, at least, you know, finishing around top 20. You think the top so. five in driving accuracy will be in the mix? I think so. I think I think if you're <laughs> driving it that well, you're going you're gonna to be able to compete at the U.S. Open because you're going to be hitting a lot of greens from the fairway and you're going to be making a lot of pars. I would agree. But the only essence that I would kind of put like a like a, like a, a spot I would I would put myself in, and if I was in that situation, if I ha- if I was coming down the stretch and I you know we had six holes left, chances are you're gonna miss some fairways coming in, and and mistakes lead to more mistakes under pressure so often, and that's. I just think that, like I said, it, it can happen. It absolutely can. But it's just one of those things where it's like, well, he probably has a little bit of advantage. I mean, like I said earlier, we've seen, we seen Rock, Rockwell Media do it last time out. I mean, so I guess you never know. But it's just. Um, I guess the reason I brought up Brendan Todd, he led the field in fairways hit last U.S. Open. He ended up tying for 23rd. So not bad. That sort of goes – to your argument, maybe that they will be good because Brendan Todd, obviously not a favorite to win any of these events, will gladly take a twenty-third. Right. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Garrick Hago at seventy to one. To go back. Oh, there, to- yeah. You're just going right to it. I said yeah. Garrick Hago. If he finished second last week, I think his odds of winning this week are better than had he won. No, absolutely not. You don't believe in the hangover. I believe hey, in the hey, hangover. Hey, hold on. Oh, I got a surprising one here for you, though. Long shot, 200 to 1, Taylor Pendrith. Love it. 
That's our guy. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. Love Zach's, it. Zach's choking up over here. Oh, love it. Honestly, <laughs> it may be the craziest move ever to take him on a DraftKings lineup, but, like, I feel like I got to do it. The guy bombs it. Bombs it. How bad could you do if you – how – I don't understand. How bad could you do if you're hitting a 360? <laughs> everyone else is going to miss. You're just bombing it. You're, like, so much better at everyone at the first shot. Yeah, but, I mean, you still got to get the ball in the hole. I mean, it's – like I said earlier, it's an advantage. You, you got to get the ball in the hole. It, that poor, Taylor Pendrith is making the cut. It's a lot. Tori is a pretty, like – fairly wide open course too you know there's not that many trees there's some you know when you get close to the ocean will you have ob left or right but that's not that many holes and a lot of the other ones it's like a you know like a parkland course where you you could be near the other fairway or whatever um um, and have have an angle to the hole no matter how far offline you are um which is you know, probably one of the reasons why Tiger was able to win in 2008. I don't, think, I don't think he drove it very accurate that entire week. My gosh, I'm he was hitting so many shots. Even he even on the 18th or the 72nd hole regulation lays up into the rough and is able to make a birdie on the finishing par five. Like, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. Back like. These guys who bomb it, Taylor Penn, nine, 29 to 34 cuts made, all on the Corn Ferry Tour. I think maybe one PJ Tour. 23, 8, 43, 17. The guy makes birdies. 6,500 on DraftKings. Take Reed's advice. Play him in a couple lineups. It's worth a shot, man, and not a lot of people are going to do it. I don't know about win, but I could see a top 10. Just You always Ab- see a couple weird names. Absolutely. 100%. You always see a couple weird names, but – before I give my pick, I want to ask, we haven't done the pod. We missed a couple of weeks here. Obviously, let's be honest. Palmetto Championship, does, no one really cares. No one cares. We're not hurting yeah, anyone's feelings. You know who cares about the um, Palmetto Championship is Higo. But <laughs> yeah. Who's sponsored? Um, I was watching the Palmetto Championship. Palmetto is like the area, is it not? Or like the course? Dude, who was the I sponsor? wish I knew. I, no. I I feel terrible for not knowing this at all, but I was thinking the same thing, and I never. I appreciate sure the golf course was Congaree, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Who sponsored it though? No idea. Palmetto, dude. Palmetto. Palmetto's <laughs> not a. Palmetto's not a company, though. I don't think. I look mean, it up. It's the Palmetto Championship, bro. I tried looking it up. I couldn't figure it out. It's a mystery. Maybe we'll know next year. Maybe it'll be a new tournament next year. We won't even have to deal with that. Mystery marshmallow, man. He'll tell you. But the, the point I was getting to, I'm not really sure how this got to the point. The John Rom situation. The John Rom situation. Favorite this week. We're going to get to his history of Tory. I'm just going to go out there. This was absolutely absurd. Absolutely. This was like... Unless you're to believe, first of all, that they got the results to the COVID test the second he made his putt on 18, it's already absurd that they just let the guy make like six birdies on the back nine, and then they're like, well, that was for nothing. Dude, I was out there on, uh, on Saturday at that tournament, and I watched him play 14. No, sorry, uh, 18, 17, 16, 15. I watched him play 15. And uh, 
and then like an hour later it was like yeah john john Rahm's disqualified i was like what the fuck yeah i mean he he dealt with things like incredibly i would not have dealt with things the way he did but i guess you could see his point of view like maybe he realizes like he's so rich how it doesn't really matter in the end of his career this one tournament if you take it away like obviously it would be great everyone wants to win it wasn't a major, and at this point, I feel like these guys are all hunting majors. I would have felt absolutely terrible if it was, like, a guy who's never had won. Like, imagine, like, Garrick Higo, six shots up, and they take it. Right, away. yeah. Or even or even more, I'm like, like, a guy who's, like, ranked 100th in the world, a Monday qualifier. Absolutely correct. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Made no logic. I, I don't know how they just, like – and they, like, patting him on the back, too. They're like, you got COVID, buddy. And, like, what do you – I mean, how bad of an asterisk does Patrick Cantley have on that trophy? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know what? You, I mean, obviously, we don't know what would have happened. And you probably oh, – we know. We know. You probably would have won. <laughs> you probably could fucking – I mean, 90,000 times out of 90,001 times, John Rahm's going to win that tournament, absolutely. I mean, but – you know, it's 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 shitty that it wasn't able to finish out because that was a fucking dominant performance up until that that moment, man. Yeah, that yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I mean, just in the way these wins have happened, just the way they handled the whole situation was terrible. Like, terrible. Absolutely. Wait till the golfing is done for the day or something, and announce it. Like, goodness. Yeah, right. just just terrible, and I feel for John Rahm, and um, I think uh, he, I think he's gonna be playing pretty good this week. Yeah, I feel for him, but then I remember he's got a nice uh, nice <laughs> bank account, so then I stopped feeling for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's hurting too bad. What do, what do we think of his chances here at Tory Pines? He has finishes of seventh. Second, fifth, 29th, and first. His last five trips. He's 23rd, 2020 U.S. Open, third in the 2019 U.S. Open. And if he didn't have his whole COVID thing, I feel like everyone would be all over him. And he was asymptomatic. So he was not sick. He was probably, I'm sure he was able to practice, at least in some capacity. I don't know. What do you guys think? You think he takes it? Dude, you took it right. Right out of my mouth. I mean, to me, this is the biggest lock since, like, Tiger Woods winning, like, some major back in 2001. Lock. I think for sure John Rahm is winning the U.S. Open this week. Wow. That would so, be poetic. That's my pick. <laughs> I love it. Do you got a, do you got a uh, long shot, Nolan? Long shot? It's – Unfortunate that he's not like that much of a long shot. And I was looking at odds, but what a storybook it would be for Phil Mickelson to finally win a U.S. Open. What are his and odds? Do it, do it. He's fifty to one. Which I mean, that's is like, crazy. That's absurd. Yeah, it, like there's some really good players that are fifty to one. Anyone um, wants to DM me, I'll glad. I'll give you a hundred to one odds if you want. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you two hundred to one. Just come right. Fuck it, 400 to 1. <laughs> All right, you can have that one. <laughs> He's not winning. I mean, there's absolutely no way, right, that Phil wins 
two majors at the age of 50 and finally completes a career in slam I mean, at a place where I don't think he plays that well at Torrey either. He's definitely pretty wayward with his driver. No, know, it's like his home course too. It was his home course and he really never was that great. Yeah, it's like that home course curse almost. I love the home course narrative and like these guys never <laughs> do well at their home course. Yeah. It's very uh, it's like it's like one in ten like are just like dominant at their home course, but then the other they just like don't do well. It's like the pressure gets to them or something. I yeah. don't know. I, for me, I'm gonna go with a guy who hasn't really done well at Tory either, but I think statistically he's been the best golfer on the PGA tour since the restart, Jordan Speed. Jordan like Speed. It's not even like is he back? He's back. Like uh, he might be better than the old Jordan back. Speed. He's fucking back, man. But he's yet to finish better than 35th in his last five appearances here. Hasn't finished better than 65th of the last three U.S. Opens. But that's the old Jordan. I feel he's like a, every- Jordan Speed is a U.S. Open golf yeah, golfer. <laughs> like- I feel like 16 to one odds. But the pick I really love. More than my actual pick. When I went to the Farmers Insurance Open three years back, Justin Rose put on an absolute clinic and won that event over John Rahm, actually. He striped in all four rounds, gave great interviews, super friendly, really like that. So nice guy. He finished eighth the year before that, fourth the year before that. And obviously, the last time he played Torrey Pines, he struggled. But three of the last four, he's come top eight. Guy's dominated. He's been great in the last two majors, top 10 in both. Justin Rose, I feel like, is a legitimate shot at winning this tournament. Interesting. I haven't heard really much his name come up, so you heard it here first. He's like, he only plays for the majors. You can't tell me he cares. I don't like that. I don't don't like him at Torrey Pines, though. At Torrey Pines? He's he's done so well here, though. It just, if the putting's good, he's going to do well. Anyone... Anyone biting on Lee Lee Westwood? He he was uh, well. He finished like third, I think, in two thousand eight. I'm I will never bite on Lee Westwood again. He can't finish a golf tournament. <laughs> the, 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 hook, the hook can't be any sharper. Yeah. Andrew Lee Westwood. A couple guys I really like. I don't know if people are on him, like especially for daily fantasy. Ryan Palmer has made his last four cuts at Tory, two second place finishes. Guys, like he's like a Walmart version of John Rahm. I figure. <laughs> like, he's the knockoff brand. He's the knockoff brand. They they also always play together in like every event. It's like the weirdest. I do. There it is the Walmart version. I love it. That that grouping doesn't make any sense in every event. A couple of euros I like though. This uh, Christian Bezadenhut. Yeah, good player, man. Dud. Really good. And then, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, I can't pronounce it. Wilco Ninaiber, or whatever oh. it is. He yeah, great, great effort there. Great effort. <laughs> Reed, you laugh like you know the pronunciation. I think it's Neunbauer, isn't it? Not? <laughs> it can't be. It's N-I-E-N-A-B-E-R. Neunbauer. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, it's got to be something weird. Oh, yeah. Not easy. (laughs) Oh, hell. Hey, Zach, speaking of pairings, before we get into one of the missed opportunities that the USGA had, 
I'm going to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Cary. Cary, um, they're our exciting new partner who's creating an innovative way to invest in up-and-coming PGA, LPGA, and European tour players. Um, they enable development tour pros to focus on their playing careers by connecting them with legitimate accredited investors who are motivated by true love for the game. The opportunity for unique player access and golf experiences and the potential for financial returns based on player return uh, earnings. Um, if you're a golfer who is hell bent on reaching one of the top tours, register your interest at nocarry.com. That's no with a K to learn how the company can help you reach your full potential. If you're an accredited investor who would like to receive offering documents for Carrie's upcoming exclusive pilot program, sign up today at knowyourcarry.com. That's no with a K. Um, really great initiative here um, and fun, you know, interesting way to, to invest your money and help these guys who are just super talented but don't really – um, have the opportunity to continue their dream. You can invest in an up-and-coming player and see where it takes you. I think it's a really cool platform. I feel like no company suits our podcast better than these guys. Like we've built this podcast off interviewing a lot of guys who struggle to make it to the PGA Tour. I mean, Reed, you worked with you worked on the Corn Ferry Tour before all this. A lot of all your buddies we've spoken to, they've made their way up, but like. Even guys like Taylor Pendrith, who were the first people we spoke to, he was grinding out on the Canadian tour back in the day. This is like, it's like spot on our contingency of people. That's just yeah. uh, from the back tees bump. From yeah. the back tees bump. And this is going to take it even further. Again, if you're a player looking to continue that dream, check them out. And if you're an investor looking to, I mean, how cool is it that you can, you can make money. I mean, selfishly, you can make money off of this, but you can also like help someone fulfill their dream. Like that's, that's, that's where I want to put my money. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I like that. I mean, that's, uh, that's an idea that I think has been maybe coming for a while. It's not coming to fruition. You see all, all these young stars starting to come out. And, I mean, there's gotta be more coming. Yeah. So speaking of that, that pairing, the Bryson DeChambeau. Speaking of guys who need help with money. <laughs> Brooks and Bryson. Yeah, come on. How much money could they make in a on a on a fight pay per view? They got to get the pip money going. Uh, whatever. Um, I think big swing and a, big swing and a miss by not pairing these guys together. Huge. Well, <laughs> Bryson uh, declined it though, right? I heard that. That has to be bullshit. There's no I, yeah, way they asked him. Yeah, I'm. I'm on. Zach side on this. I don't think. I mean, maybe they'd ask him, but I think it's pretty crazy that they'd actually disclose that. So the report know. also came from the guy who said like Brooks was yeah. going to miss like six months, and then he came back like two weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> social media is uh, a betrayal sometimes, but who who blessing really and a curse? <laughs> right. No, but I saw that everyone said that he declined being in the group, but I feel like. Why would the U.S. Open bother asking? Like, we'll put you in a group, and if you want to say no, then don't play the U.S. Open. Like, right. you're going to do it. Zach, I feel like these are, like, your two favorite guys. Like, these are. are you, you can't – can you pick? Are you Team Brooks or Team Bryce? Everyone's <laughs> picking a side. I'm not picking a side. I love the guys who make people want to watch golf. 
both of them. No, Zach, you, tune you, in. you you need to pick a side, and that that needs to be decided by the end of the show. If I had to pick a side, it's Bryson because I love that everyone hates him. Yeah, I feel like Bryson's getting the most. Like, it definitely, it's like seventy thirty team Brooks. I also love how everyone like. I love how weird Bryson is. Like, Bryson just like a hardo for trying to prove to people that his thing works. And then Brooks is like a hardo to be like the cool golf guy who like doesn't care and like is bored on the course and like drinks and has a hot girlfriend <laughs> or now fiance. That's pretty spot on. D. Shambo is going to play Godzilla in the next Godzilla movie. <laughs> D. Shambo is like, oh. So is, yeah. is Brooks going to play Kong? Yeah. Brooks is yeah. going to play Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> do you guys think their beef is real or do you think it's played off now? Dude, I think it's real. I for real. think it's real. <laughs> I think it's real. I do think – I don't know. I think it's real, 100%. What about you, Reed? I think it's real, man. I, I do. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think they would fake that shit. I feel like it's real that they, like, don't love each other. But I feel like they're playing it up. Like, I don't know. Why would they hate each other that much? That one, that one interview I can't get out of my head of, of well, I feel like Brooks, like, <laughs> thinks Bryson's the most obnoxious person. Yeah. But, but like, I don't think they, like, hate each other. Like, I think if they played around together, maybe that's why. Like, if they played around together, I think they would just, like, get along. And people would be like, well, that sucks. Yeah, but, probably. I think, personally, I think Brooks gets irritated sometimes by little things. And I think Bryson is able to do little things that irritate Brooks. And so those, those spikes walking down the, on the ground, and he was he just irritated the fuck out of him. And that's where it all kind of started. Yeah. That's my I, I totally agree. I don't I, – and I agree with both of you. I don't think – I don't think we'd see any – any fireworks or something if you pair them together or anything but it's just like the opportunity that it might happen we don't even get that like that must be a bed can you imagine him just fucking like dropping the gloves on like whole five t box or whatever so did you guys see what happened at that monday q the monday q school ryan french was talking about it that uh there was a fight at a monday qualifier yeah things i heard about it i didn't really read into it yeah madness i think the world is just like going crazy now that like sports is like being allowed back into society i mean we're seeing this in nba playoffs or fans are getting nuts throwing stuff at players like they're even in like uh soccer like international soccer or something people are throwing like objects at the players and stuff and it's like what like what the heck did everyone just like forget like how to act in in the arena? People are so excited! We see in these NBA games like every day. There's a new fan like pummeling someone else. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Fan on fan, fan on player, player, player on coach. Like who knows? We need a good ref fight too. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Do we have anything else we want to discuss for the U.S. Open? Uh, not really. I mean, it's uh, Story Pines. I mean, one of the better ones. I mean, never disappoints. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a great U.S. Open. I hope we get a lot of the top guys up there in the standings. 
maybe one guy we should touch on too, the hometown boy Xander Shawplay. I feel like I feel like everyone's on him. The DFS crowd, I know he's going to be the highest owned player on DraftKings. Maybe we give you a would you play him or would you not on DraftKings? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. How is he? How expensive is he? Zach? Is he like top five? Top notch. Top notch. Right at the top yeah. of the pricing. He's yeah. uh, hmm. 9,300. So he comes in as the 10th most expensive. Yes. Okay. And I only, I only say yes because you can find someone who can play well and get him for cheap. Yeah. That's the thing. Is He, I find, though, is the highest risk of any of those guys to miss the cut. He's missed the cut like so many times at his home course. He's like mm-hmm. – it's odd. It doesn't make sense. Like, you think it suits him so perfectly. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But uh, I like the guy. But Reed's on top of uh, Xander Shoffley. Well, no one. We got to leave it, though. We got – Reed, you got a little trivia for us, and then we're going to get to Tiger because he's been the top. Oh, yeah. Now. I got a little trivia for you. It's going to blow your mind. Blow my mind. No, uh, we're in Grand Rapids this week. Uh, Michigan. I was trying to come up with um, a. Uh, there's a lot of breweries here, and I couldn't find an actual definitive answer how many breweries there was, so I couldn't. I couldn't use that as a trivia question. But uh, Grand Rapids was the first city in the United States to add what to its drinking water way back in 1945. Is it A, lead, B, minerals, C, fluoride, or D, salt? I feel like I know, but now I'm, like, backtracking. Zach, you go first. Uh, Based off this, the other night I was out with my buddies, and one of them had a lead tester for his water. So I'm going to go with a lead because I feel like this would be incredible because I'd never heard of a lead tester if this just came in perfect timing. So lead. Okay. So, yeah, I wanted to go fluoride at first because that's a huge thing is like putting fluoride. So, um, you know, like clean. Yeah. The whole teeth thing and like people like most counties around the U S started doing that. I don't remember when exactly, but I know, I know I think even the city I grew up in um, didn't have it yet. So I don't want to say that because, but then there's this, there's this movie on water in Michigan. I think it's called like black water. It had like Mark Ruffalo. So I'm going to go lead also. No one, you, uh, you backtracked on the Uh, correct. Wow. Mm. All right. C fluoride is the answer. It was the logical pick, and just didn't. Want, I didn't want to. I didn't know any fluoride in water. I thought that was in like mouthwash. No, yeah, man. Uh, fluoride. Dude, we're so stupid. No one put lead in water. What are we thinking? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the last. That was the last uh, like fake answer I could come up with. I was like, I was like, okay, I'll put it as A and make it seem. <laughs> yeah, and you got both of us. I thought lead was a good one. 
jeez. <laughs> There's Thought lead in the tap water. That's why I said it. That was good. You know what? You, you do well at this because you have good wrong answers. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about all of those. At, one, at some point, I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Freaking A, Reed. All right. Well, I'm not going to give you any trivia. I'm just going to give you straight Tiger facts right here. And, of course, we're going to talk about the 2000 U.S. Open with Tiger Woods at Torrey Pines. At that, I mean, there's so many so many things I want to talk about of how dominant he was like during that time period. But going into um, the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines in 2008, Tiger Woods' official, official world golfer ranking points average was 21.19. In second place was Phil Mickelson at 9.62 points. That's like about, I think, what the guys are at right now, like who are at world number one or so. But the fact that Tiger Woods was 11.57 points above Phil Mickelson, the gap between one and two was bigger than the gap between second and dead last in the freaking world. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Like that's incredible. that's incredible. The world golf ranking goes like how many thousands deep? Like it goes into like I know at least one thousand. It might go into like deeper than that. I think it goes. It goes definitely goes deeper because I remember hearing that Tian guy who was making a run this week was like eighteen hundred. Yeah, it, I think it goes into like three or four thousand or something yeah. like. So one to two. <laughs> And two to freaking like three thousand. That's crazy. I remember I kept seeing so many uh, stats from Justin Ray on Twitter about like the eleven run year stretch from ninety seven to two thousand eight, and that's like, whether you think Jack was a better golfer or Tiger, that's like the greatest stretch of golf ever, and that's not going to be touched. Not um, even. He was like winning half the tournaments, dominating yeah. every. The best is like. From 97 to 2008, in those 11 U.S. Opens, like Tiger was like minus 150 to par, and like yeah. the next closest was like Ernie Els, who was plus 70. Yeah, stupid. Tiger won, um, leading up to it, he won five of his previous 13 major starts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, just unreal. He, gosh, where was, uh, where was another one? crazy thing he oh he played in 11 tournaments between um august of the previous year and toward pines uh, so august of 2007 and then this time in 2008 and so he played 11 tournaments and he won eight of them <laughs> that's insane yeah, the guy the guy is good at golf. Or was oh. good at golf, or however you want to look at that. The goat of golf. We're gonna see uh maybe someone this week takes the crown, makes their way a little closer. Maybe we see a Phil Mickelson completes the grand slam. But thank you guys so much for listening to the From the Back Tees podcast. Uh we know we took a couple of weeks off there, but we're gonna be right back at it next week and uh keep grinding. Hopefully we get one right this week. 
Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.